You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast for getting unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. Season 2. This one's about love. I'm Becca Kelly, mama extraordinaire and badass boss lady. And I'm Carol, dating coach with a brand new YouTube channel, Ask Carol and Ashley. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? (laughs) Casual to exclusive to real. So today we're going to talk about how you get from that kind of fun, casual relationship into something that's a bit more serious where you're just exclusive with someone and then all the way into a real relationship that can stand the test of time, yeah? Yeah, that is the trick. That's the ticket. Uh, Everyone always wants to rush through those steps, though. Well, some people want to rush through, and then some people want to just, like, drag. Yeah, very slowly. Drag themselves or someone else through. Like It's like that guy that's like, well, I guess I'm going to get engaged because it's been seven years or whatever. Like, that is not an ideal (laughs) situation. (laughs) Right. Well, I think these three steps to a relationship are really important. And I think that they kind of follow a little bit of a timeline. I think that casual dating takes about three months. Like when you're just trying to figure out if you really like somebody and if, you know, you could see having a relationship with them. And then exclusive dating takes about three more months. So that's six months in total. And I think after that six months, you should be able to gauge whether you want to be in a real relationship with this person and that person should be able to reciprocate that. Those are loose guidelines. It's not like you should be like, um, it's been six months, so yeah, what's going on? But I totally agree with you. And especially, you know, I think in your if you're dating in your 30s, like you really don't want to be spending more than six months investing in a relationship Mm -hmm. that's not going anywhere if you are looking for a serious long-term monogamous partner. You know, like those months are valuable time where you could be dating, meeting, meeting the person you will end up with. And so I think six months is really generous and it's enough time to really understand someone and get on the same page with them and, and discuss moving forward. It's not like, like you said, it's not like you have to be like, it has been six months in one day. Why are we not living together? together yet but (laughs) I think six months in one day is a great time to say do you want to live together at some point like are you thinking this could go to like how are you feeling about me and you know I'm always kind of like perplexed by all this just because I don't know I never really had that situation of of being afraid to like like I always I guess I was just always protecting myself in this way that if I could feel like the person was not with me and where I felt about them I would just reject them Mm-hmm. You know, because I really yeah. I couldn't take that. Like I couldn't be you in a relationship for long term, yeah. like wondering about whether or not this person was going to move forward with me. Like I just it, like the only relationships I ever had that really went went well and went forward were where there was a lot of back and forth and both both of us feeling the same way and sharing those feelings a lot. Like I needed that kind of validation to be able to even show up day to day, you know? Yeah, I think for me, I think a lot of times I've had the experience where it's like um, you're dating and you get in like the exclusive part of your relationship, but like the person's not committing or you're not commi- like it's like you're doing like a like we do I do a wishy washy dance where it's like you're not ready for a relationship or I'm not ready for a relationship. I don't know. And right. Like, oh, are you ready? for? You know, so I think that going into it, knowing what you want and being not afraid to 
you know, tell or like look at the other person and see if they're reciprocating those feelings and asking them if they're reciprocating those feelings. I think it takes a lot of bravery to get through these steps uh, quickly because it can take forever if you don't have the necessary communication and you could just string each other along forever. And that's what I think I've had in the past where I'd, we didn't really have the communication and we kind of were just like happy to string each other along. Yeah. Or it's it was just like, okay, we like each other. We're in a relationship. Well, and it, it, or I've jumped into relationships too fast where it's like, damn, I didn't know that person at all. Why were we even in a relationship? Right. If we're just going to break up like three months later. Well, and it's like you said, too. I mean, these things get really murky and muddy when you don't know what you want or they don't know what they want, you know, but mm -hmm. I think it does change. What changes for you is when you do know what you want and they don't know what they right. want. That's the yes. imbalance that we're trying to tackle here, right? Is like when yeah. both people don't know what they want, they can sit around with their thumbs up their butts talking all day long to each other about, right. you know, what could potentially happen. And that's that can be fun too, you know, if you just are looking for something casual or you kind of are trying to get to what you want. But there are so many mm -hmm. men and women out there right now that are on dating apps that are trying to date that know exactly what they want. And the frustrating thing that happens to them is they get paired up with someone who doesn't know what they want or is being wishy-washy and they keep hammering at it hoping that person is gonna you know come to find clarity and they right. and they don't you know so right. define these define these steps a little more for us yeah I have some guidelines about what um what st what these steps of a relationship are like so like I said first you're just casual and you're seeing if you like each other and you're just seeing if you connect and have fun and I think those initial moments of chemistry you know can get you through maybe a few weeks but then you know you have to really see if you're compatible if you like the same things um, so I think in this relation in this stage of relationship you're focusing on just getting to know each other and having fun. It right. shouldn't be uh, really like uh, serious. You shouldn't be having serious arguments or um, like these serious conflicts this early. If you are having arguments and conflicts this early, I think that is like a huge sign yeah. that you need to go because the first three months of a relationship should be like nothing but like fun and fun talks on somebody's couch and, you know, fun chats at a restaurant somewhere, right. you know, Walking around town. New to relationship energy. That's what they call it. New relationship energy. Exactly. And so um, in this point of relationship, you should be asking important questions like, you know, are they dating for fun or with a purpose? That's an important right. thing to get out the way in that casual relationship, that casual start to a relationship. Because even though you're keeping it casual for the meantime, you don't want to find yourself, you know, three, six months down the road a year down the road and then all of a sudden it's like they're like oh I always told you I didn't really want in a relationship and you're right. like I thought it was gonna change right so, so keep your ears and eyes open for those kind of red flags and don't be afraid to leave if you spot a deal breaker early on despite having this chemistry so those are the kind of things you have to look out for in this like new period like are we getting into dumbass arguments is he showing me any red flags or deal breakers of mine? Are we taking it easy and having fun? Is this mostly like a joyful, you know, joyful times and experiences we're having together? Are we adding to each other's lives instead of taking away from each other's yes. lives? Yes. So All that kind of stuff is like those first three months you get to kind of figure that out. 
And then the next phase is the exclusive phase. And this is definitely the most confusing and frustrating phase because so many people are dishonest about their motives and what they're feeling and where they want a relationship to go. There's so many people out there that don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Right. So they really like someone and they have fun hanging out with them and they have no intentions on ever being in a relationship, but they're having fun and they like you. So it's a lot of people that will just avoid those hard conversations because they don't want the conflict. They want to just keep things how they are. And so this phase is basically agreeing to not sleep with other people or date other people while you're trying to see if all these things kind of work out and flush themselves out. It's like a test phase in a relationship. It's like a probationary period for your job. You know, when you get hired at a job and you have that like... 90 day yeah they're like you don't have health insurance yet bitch <laughs> yeah exactly Act that right. 90 day probation period where they're like hey you know if you're late one time you're gone right that's how you should treat it you should treat it like that like oh okay i've caught you in a lie now bye oh okay you are your actions are not matching up to your words you're saying you want a relationship but every friday and saturday night you're nowhere to be found right goodbye right you know what i mean yeah, so totally. th- This is the time where you should start solidifying whether or not you can completely trust this person. I think this is the time where you start integrating each other in each other's lives. Like you might not be meeting mom and dad yet, but you might be meeting friends, brothers, sisters, coworkers, you know, you, you know, something to show that they are not just keeping you in this little bubble that they're actually trying to integrate you into their space and their life. And, you know, they're not afraid to show you off to other people. They're not like afraid to put your arm around their arm around you if you're in a group of friends or something. Right. Like they're not acting all weird and shady. Um, yeah, this is the also, time to take it a little more seriously. Like to right, exactly. you, know, you don't have to like sign, seal, deliver it, but you can say like, you know, I'm gonna really think about this in a serious way now because we're you know, so you get that exclusive uh, title on it, and then you can dig a little deeper without you know fully, fully committing long term. Right. And hopefully in this time, not hopefully, but I mean, in six months, something bad is going to happen in someone's life. Like may not might not be a tragedy, but it might be something that you can see how they deal with negative emotions or negative things in their life, how they might deal with having to change a job or having to move. Just having a bad day, having a really having a bad day. Exactly. Like uh, having time where they they want some space or this is the time where we've talked about this before on the podcast where you kind of negotiate how much space the other one needs or what are your preferences am I a homebody you like going out all those kind of those kind of conflicts that might arise where you notice that you're not really compatible this is the time to really be looking up for that looking out for those things I think a lot of times we think especially if you want to be in a relationship this exclusive time to be in a relationship is just like about you proving like yes, like you can date, like I'll be a good girlfriend. You can date me like this is, this is it. And like, you're, you're all like gung ho without taking a step back and seeing and asking those questions. Like, wait a second, like before I'm all like gung ho on this and I want to be his, you know, his girlfriend or his woman, whatever. Like, does, is he even compatible with me? Like, do I even like him? Is he fulfilling the needs that I have? Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to, Focus on what this person is doing for you and not necessarily like how like try to angle and manipulate yourself into a relationship just because you want that title. 
Do you think that when you ask someone to be exclusive with you, um, that that is when you start calling each other girlfriend and boyfriend? I think or it girlfriend depends and girlfriend on, or, you know, whatever iteration that yeah. is. I think it depends on who you are. I think that it's easier. I think, or A, I think that a relationship is more than an agreement to not fuck other people. Right. And I think that that's the distinction. If you feel like a relationship is basically us agreeing to not fuck other people and that's it, then yeah, then I guess you being exclusive is you being in a relationship. But if you think that a relationship is more than that and it's you being available for this person, you being this person's shoulder to cry on, you being this person's uh, first phone call if they're in an emergency. Like when you when to me, that's what a relationship is like once we're in a relationship. Oh, OK. Like now you're my partner in life, kind of, you know, yeah. like we're partners here. So, yeah, I like you have you. my back. I have your back. And to me, that's a little bit more than just like, all right, we're just not fucking anybody else. It's you know? like maybe you can call him your girlfriend or boyfriend when you go exclusive and you can call him your partner when you when you make the real commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever you want with the titles. <laughs> but but I think that it's it's prudent to date. I think the exclusive period is good because it's like, all right, it's agreeing like I'm just gonna focus on you. You're just going to focus on me and we're going to see if this works with us just focusing on each other. Right. Whereas the casual thing is just like, oh, okay, like I might be dating other people. I might be talking to other people. Like I might meet someone else. But in this casual space, like we're, we're just having fun. You know, it shouldn't be like, oh, who else? Who else are you dating? And who else are you talking to? Right. And every, you know, all of that. I think that's when it's like, all right, we're just not, we're, let's see how this pans out. Like we're going to agree to not date other people and give this 100% of our energy to try to see where this goes, you know? Yeah. So yeah, those are my guidelines. I okay, think. perfect. I, think I love that. That yep. was uh, that was helpful to outline it that way. And you know what? I think, I think this is a really good episode to follow up our last one about boundaries because you know while dating, having a sense of what you want and what you'll tolerate and all the things we talked about in that episode, including like true deal breakers. Um, will help you get to that real status, you know, quote unquote, real status faster than mm -hmm. anything else. And what I see a lot with my single friends and largely what I experienced when I was dating was a lot of like wasted time trying to hold off or hide um, conversations mm -hmm. that could move the relationship forward in fear that they would stop the relationships in its tracks. And, right. you know, I just like why dance around the questions you have about where your relationship is going for another six months? Um, when you could put it to bed and move on after this like initial, you know, around six month period that you just described, like in your thirties, like that, that six months is so precious, you know, it really yeah, is yeah. like every six months you spend with somebody that's going to be a dead end is just, you know, really right. is wasted, wasted time. time. And yeah. And especially when you get your emotions involved yes. and so it takes you a back, you know, it's a little time to get back on the dating scene, Definitely, but you're right. Like having those hard conversations early and the earlier the better i mean you don't have to grill someone on the first date like do you want to be married right. do you want to have kids but having like it through you know a three-month period you should definitely be talking about what you guys way sooner than three months i'd say the first couple dates you should be talking about what you guys see as a future for yourself not for you together yeah but like this is what i want my future to be like what do you want your future to be like and just seeing if those things are a match right and have and i think that um after every hard conversation is like a revelation like if once you get past 
any hard conversation you're having, whether you're disclosing like a deep, dark secret that you think might uh, push them away or whether you're, I don't know, just telling them what you want and need in a relationship. If you have that ominous conversation, it's going to do one or two things. It's going to bring you guys closer or bring you further apart. Both are which are necessary. Like right. if it brings you guys closer, great. The more that you know each other, the more you care, the more, more vulnerable you are, the closer you get, the you know, the faster. Right. But, and, like, and if you're not willing to have the conversation that could bring you closer in fear that it'll yeah. push you away, then you're just going to be stagnant. You're just going to stay yeah, right stay in the middle in place. and you're just going to be treading water. And, and like getting an answer in either direction is better than just wasting time right like right why allow someone who may just be using you to fill the time when you could be like in a pod on love is blind finding your lauren or cameron love is blind <laughs> i love this show Me full too. disclosure though it. there were a bunch of places bunch of uh areas where i just like did the 10 second fast forward because it just got what, way too much for me uh-huh. like this is just too mushy like i do not i can't take these people right now right but but that show is so good. I know. Everybody anyway, go was ahead. like, have you watched the show? Have you binged the show? Have you watched the show? Have you binged the show? I was like, oh my God. Every person I listen I know, to pressure. in the podcast, I was just like, all right, fine. I'm going to watch it. And so if I watched it and now it's top of mind. And so mm-hmm. all my tips this week are going to be Love is Blind related. So spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the show, then so uh, about this. you could stop now, go binge <laughs> it and come back, I guess. That's what I did. And then I caught up on all the podcasts about it after. Um, I'm so excited about this. Melissa, if you are listening girl are we not excited <laughs> yes okay All right, so i have Becca. three tips about how to get from casual to exclusive to real and i thought actually you know the love is blind format is really apropos when you're talking about this because these people go from their version of casual which is just you know talking loosely in a pod with whoever remember that mm-hmm. time when carlton was talking to that woman and just like left fell asleep <laughs> no, yeah, he just left. left i was like that is yeah. so rude and fucked up but like that's casual dating for you you know like you don't have to see the person again you you can leave in the middle of dinner if it's not going well like your rules are not like that to then if someone's like diamond that name sounds like a stripper name yeah you get offended by that you could be like what a douche yeah you're canceled so then (laughs) then you know the exclusive phase is after they have engaged each other and they go on that trip to mexico but you still have a way out it's just this you know this time period you have obviously super condensed we're saying give it three months they gave it like what a week or something two days yeah yeah. and you know they but they get to know each other more they they think about the relationship in a more serious way and Mm -hmm. then there's the you know the final like you either do or you don't and so right so my tips are all uh love is blind related well first one we'll call the carol the carlton so if you have something that you feel is a pressing part of who you are an essential part of who you are You cannot wait Mm -hmm. too long to disclose this. You can't wait that six-month period to start talking about something that is uh, essential to your being. Obviously, you want to get a sense if there's a potential connection before you put like all of your stuff on Front Street with someone. You know, like you said, you don't want to sit down at the first date and just start telling them every single thing about you that, you know, could be, you know, off-putting or alarming or in you know in inspiring whatever like you don't you just don't do that it's more about in the casual phase more about just having fun mm-hmm. but um 
if you know you're harboring something and it could be a deal breaker for a lot of people, it's best to air it out before get it you out. get to the exclusive stage. Because Hell yeah. if the person walks away, you're well rid of them as they weren't going to accept you anyway and you haven't wasted time. And also you're not sitting there sweating bullets for months while you think about how, you know, how you're going to, how they're going to yeah. take it, right? Exactly. I had a girlfriend who was dating and she had a kid and she wouldn't tell guys she had a, I will always tell guys like literally first conversation. Yes. I because that's essential to who you are. That is essential like, information, you know? You can't hide stuff like that. You know, you can't just be like, oh, three months in, by the way. Right, exactly. I never told you, but I got two kids. Right. Like, and for him, you know, and I don't think like, like maybe for everyone, their bisexuality is not going to be this essential piece that they feel like they need to disclose and work through. But for him, it mm-hmm. was, you know, right. and I think that in like what I didn't get about all that, not to go on too much of a tangent with the show, but. I'm like, you had all these this time. Like, what easier way is there to tell someone than when you're in the pod? In a pod. Tell them in the right? pod. It, yeah. I, it's so easy. It's like, they, you know, they can leave. You don't even see them. You know, like, they don't really exist. You know, like, yes. don't wait until you're out of the pod to say stuff. Like, the yeah. whole point of the pod is to say stuff like that. So that, that was confusing right. to me. But it's a good yeah, lesson. Yeah, that's, that's a side note. I think that's, like, really interesting. And maybe why they fell for each other so quickly in there is because they had that wall up. And so, you know how it's so much easier to get into a conversation with a stranger at a bar and tell them, like, your ter- most terrible secrets? Yeah. And like, yeah, like, yeah, I stabbed that guy back in 1992. <laughs> oh <my God>. Fuck him. <laughs> right. It's so true. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, your friends or your family, it's, it's scarier to tell them things like that. So I think that's why they got so close so fast. Yeah. It's like... But I think that's how you should you should view casual dating like this. Like, fuck this person. Who are they? They're right, no one exactly. to you. I'm going to roll life. this out and see how they react. And I think from right. her end, you know, people were really cruel to her online and calling her biphobic and stuff. And it, I didn't see it that way at all. I, I was like, she's mad because they spent all this time in the fucking pod where he was supposed yeah. to tell her stuff like this and he didn't right. tell her. It, it's like you said, it's like if you've been dating someone a year and then you find out they have a kid. That information right. on day one is very different than the information on day 366. And you know why? Right. Because more than the information itself is you feel like the person misled you. Exactly. You know, so it's not exactly. even about the information anymore. It's about their their intention and their ability to to hold something back from you which says a lot about who they are and how they are and that is concerning you know so that was number one now on to the mark never ever accept someone's disrespect just because you like them if they aren't giving you back 100 percent of what you're giving them you can't fight for the imbalance as soon as Mm -hmm. mark realized that jessica was willing to walk away from him He should have never let her come back. And as for her, it's exactly the same. Once she saw that her connection with Mark wasn't strong enough to keep her in the room with him, then she should have known her connection with him was in trouble. You know, and Mm -hmm. I, I kind of relate it to this personal experience where... You know, after Emil and I were friends first and then, you know, we, we ended up kissing one night and it, after that happened, it was kind of unexpected. But after it happened, I had a really good feeling about where it was going and about him. And I had had a date scheduled with, with a guy that I'd been out with many times before. And, you know, it was just kind of more of a like casual dating type mm-hmm. situation, just fun, you know. And I was planning to go on the date. And then as I got closer to it, I just felt like, why am I doing this? You know, I, like this right. is nothing to me really 
and it could negatively impact the relationship, like, you know, the potential, like, um, just seamless quality of the relationship I had with Emil. Like somehow in my body, I was like, I've kissed Emil now. I want it to be that I've never kissed anyone else after this, you know, like that. And so I just called, I called the guy and I told him, I said, Hey, no, we're supposed to meet up. I've met the love of my life. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, yeah, I just said, you know, I just, just started dating someone that I'm serious about. And so I don't think I should go on the date with you. And he wasn't, you know, happy about it. I mean, I probably felt rejected, but at the same time, like 10 years later, ask me if I care. Like I super don't. Right. And so yeah, I'm I think sure that he doesn't either. He's probably like, whew, now yeah. I'm with, now he's with whoever he's with and happy. Exactly. And so I, I do think there's something to that though. Like if you're in that casual or exclusive phase and you find yourself distracted by other people or by other ideas, like that's a good sign that you're probably not that into the guy that you're with or the girl that you're with. And I don't think like just because other things don't work out or because you keep pinging back to this person, you know, that's not really a great way to, to settle. Oh yes. And I'm glad you said that because it reminded me of when Mark was like, Oh, I was, you know, my mom told me that if you let something go and they come back to you, then it's meant to be. Do not fool yourself with dumb bullshit like that right exactly that means absolutely nothing a mark didn't even realize that he wasn't even the one that let her go right like so when you say stuff like this people think about like what you're really saying and if it even applies exactly any sense i was gonna say the or same applies thing. he did not it's like he didn't let her go she straight yeah. up rejected him and then right, exactly. got rejected in turn and then came back that's not exactly that isn't I, I thought the exact same thing when he said that i was like what kind of like wild logic is this around you know like this relationship and they both just wanted it really bad and that's what you said earlier like just because you want it you know you have to be better than that yeah okay yeah it's you have to look at the situation for what what are the facts before you like what are the facts here the facts for mark was okay i thought i had a connection she left me for this potential thing with barnett it didn't work out now she's back to me and now it seems like she's trying to find every excuse and every roadblock to put in front of us like if he would have just looked at the facts right and took, it's really hard to do that to take your feelings out of an equation and just look at the facts before you but when you're early in dating and you're not in a pod and you're not like in love after two days right <laughs> When you're early in your relationship, it's easier to just look at the facts. Like, okay, he stood me up three times now. Like, obviously, he does not care that much about my time. Right. Obviously, he doesn't care about that much about seeing me. Right. So even if he came back like, oh, I'm so sorry. I really care about you. I'm just so busy right now. Even if he comes back with that bullshit, you know, like, no, these are the facts. Right. That Your like actions someone, are speaking louder than words. Yes. And someone that I want to be with, even if they're busy, are going to make time to text me and tell me that they're busy. You know, right. in, in the pods, it's another thing, too, because it is really intense and, you know, you it is really fast, but it is similar to that, like, three-month casual dating thing. Like, mm-hmm. if everything goes perfect in the pods, if everything goes perfect that first three months... I think it is harder to see your way out. Like in Mark and Jessica's case, they everything wasn't perfect in the, right. in the pod. But like if you take like a Kelly and Kenny, for example, they mm-hmm. seemed so connected, you know, they got so connected. And then when she right. got out, she really wasn't that into it. But it was really hard for her to accept that because the beginning mm-hmm. started, you know, off well. But right. that's why you need the second stage. That's why you go exclusive and then take it seriously before you just go all in, right? Like they didn't exactly they didn't get married in the pod. 
they had to go through the second right. stage, right? Right. Okay. Right, right. So then the last one I have is just, you know, frequently check in. So don't be annoying about it, but don't be afraid to ask how the other person you're, that you're dating is feeling about where the relationship is going. So we can call this, of course, the Cameron, who was like honestly yeah. the only dateable dude on that show. Very true. <laughs> like, I mean, and Lauren, the, similarly, the only dateable woman on that show. Like, right. like they were both great and yeah. super attractive and seemed like wonderful people. Everybody else was, yep. you know, garbage in some way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just be honest about where you are, what you want, and how you feel about moving forward. I know that's hard, but then listen to your partner and listen to your body and mind while they respond and see how you're feeling and reacting. And if they aren't on the same page as you, you know, you just cannot be afraid to walk away. Like you have to feel secure that you're better off alone than with someone who isn't feeling the same way as you do about moving forward. Right. You know, and you can't, like, this is the thing that you just cannot. And I think we've said this before, but you can't step to people. And like, it's not even an ultimatum. Like you just have to say, you know, if, if you're going to say to someone, hey, um, this is how I'm feeling. And I really need, you know, I'd like to know how you're feeling. And honestly, if we're not on the same page, like, it's no big deal. We can we can go our separate ways. If you're going to say that, though, you got to be prepared to walk. Right. Because if you go in with that, trying to force their hand and then they're ambiguous again and then you stay, you're screwed. They'll never, yes. ever, 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 ever take your, you know, take your warning. Or even if you any... leave and then let them back without them committing. Same right. thing. Yes. Like once you once you lay it down, because that, that's what is probably the most likely situation. Like you'd be like, hey. Like, this is what I'm feeling. You let me know. And they're like, I don't know. Then you break up. And then a week later when they're like, damn, I want to fuck that girl. Right. They're going to be like, hey, I was thinking about it. And right. still and not going to give you a real answer. That is a good example of a way you could, right? You could let someone go in that way. You could say, hey, listen, we're, you know, we've been dating for eight months. I'm ready to move forward with a more serious relationship with you. Like, I haven't gotten every sign from you that you're ready to move forward with me. So I just wanted to bring it up, Right. And mm -hmm. if you're not, you're not. And that's totally fine. But I am. So, you know, right. I've got to look out for myself and I'm, I'm ready to move forward or, or basically call it quits. Then they go, OK, well, I don't know what I want. You say, OK, that's fine. I'm going to break up with you. If a month later they come back and they're genuinely like, you know what, yeah. like the time by myself, I really soul searched like I, I missed you a lot. I found some clarity. And then they can tell you that they are ready to move forward. There's no shame in taking them back and moving forward with yeah, them. No, but yeah, if they come back absolutely. just trying to bang right. after a month and they haven't said anything different or haven't learned anything, that is trouble. Right. And I think, you know, this is all, all these things are all easier said than done. And we've, you oh, know, obviously. both me and Becca, I'm sure have been in situations where we are, had not followed this advice. Yes. But this is why we're <laughs> trying to drill it home. Right. No, because it, it's so hard to follow this advice because it's like once your emotions are attached, attached, once your emotions are attached, it's so difficult to break away. Like us watching Mark and Jessica, like everyone could see that Jessica was not fucking with him like that. Right. Like, and Mark was just trying to give it. She wouldn't sleep with him at first. Then she's putting up all these crazy barriers and she's acting all crazy and getting wasted all the time just to be able to deal with being in love with someone and being engaged to someone right. else. It was wild. And like we all around, you know, we all watching it could see it, but Mark in it could not see it. Like he could not see that like all these things that she was doing was like pushing him away, pushing him away, pushing him away. And we've all been there where someone is like, 
pushing us away like with like in various fashions whether it be like not committing or just like you know being on again off again or maybe still dating other people like all those things like we we ignore it it's like they push but we're like but no like i'm gonna win you over i'm gonna win you over i'm gonna fight for this like i'm gonna exactly that's crazy don't do it and also like in his case too like and he's young you know like uh, like he was obviously very mature for 24 but he's 24 i mean come on right but you know so he he didn't know necessarily but he also wasn't taking the advice of those around him many people tried to tell him about this Mm. and he did Mm -hmm. not listen so you know i i feel very bad for him he seemed like a lovely person and she seemed kind of like a psychopath but you know the, the lesson is still the same that if if you get the sense that someone's not putting back on you what you're putting on them, you're probably feeling something real there, and you got to address yeah. it, and you got to be ready to move on from it. So let me. T- oh, go this ahead. is I think this is the best advice to take. If you feel confused about whether they really care about you or like you or want to be with you, the pr- answer is most likely no. They don't care. They right. don't really want to be with you because that is the biggest distinction between my relationship with Paul and then all my other like on and off again, hot and cold, arguing, you know, every other day or every week. The difference is that A, it's it was easy. Yep. It was like it wasn't like fraught with all these kind of crazy ass arguments and all that like we get along. It's really easy to get along. And B, there was no confusion on where I stood ever. Like I always knew for sure or where I stood with him. He was always honest and his actions always backed it up. So right. if you're feeling like confused, like, oh, you know, like one week we're great. And then the next week it's it's, you know, fucked up. Then those are huge signs and red flags. Like, no, this is just not the person for you. Like it's not working out. Totally. And you should feel like, like it should make you feel better that, you know, most people are single because of bad timing. Like it may, it may not Mm -hmm. even be like anything, but just that you're ready at a time when this person's not ready. If it was two years later, like they could be ready and you could be, you know, in a different place. Like, like meeting the right person, a lot of it is, is matching up right when you're both ready to match up and to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. There's this funny, like, romantic comedy that I love from the 90s called called Love and Sex with John mm-hmm. Favreau in it and he, it's like goes through this relationship with these people and they end up breaking up of course because it's a romantic comedy and then right. they sort of meet up um to have a conversation as friends and they they say to each other like I loved you so much it was just bad timing and he said um he says something like you know, most people in the world are single because of bad timing. And she says, what about all the weirdos and the creeps? And he said, no, well, weirdos and creeps are single because they're weird and creepy. But most people are single because of bad timing. And that's really, it really, really is, is true, you know? And so like, you can't take everything so personally when something's not working out with someone or they're not ready to commit. You know, if you can say to yourself like, eh, maybe in a year or two, that would have been different. But right now, this is not the, the best fit for me, you know? Right. And don't drive your crazy, yourself crazy with that either, because if it's the wrong timing, then it's the wrong person. Yes, exactly. You know? right. Like if it's if it's like, oh, uh, you know, in three years, maybe he'd be ready to marry. That is not like uh, a signal for you to wait three no. years and then try to circle back to this person. <laughs> no. Like it is definitely like, you know, like if I would have met Paul three or even two years, even maybe a year earlier, it, right. would, it would not have worked that worked out at all because right. I was in a different place in my life. Yeah. And you were the, and you are, you know, you're the same people. 
So right. it's just, you know, that that is that is it's just part of how it works. Okay, so the homework, and now that we've gone on for 35 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the homework <laughs> is to interview your favorite couple, the one who you most admire, and ask them how they got from casual to exclusive to real because you might be surprised by what you find if you've struggled with this at all. Just start asking people, you know, how they did it because you might get some some good information that could be useful to you and also you might just like learn something that you don't know about someone you care about. So that'll be good. Yep, I like that. And what about the Q&A for next week? So Q&A, dear Carol and Becca, I've been dating this guy for a year. He's met my family and even come over for Thanksgiving. I've yet to meet his family, and he says it's because his mother is really judgmental and he wants to spare my feelings. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Whew. From Shayla. Shayla. Yeah, what the hell does that mean, Shayla? I don't know. We'll explore. Okay. Um, awesome. Next, next session. Next session. And you know, I, I feel that I should mention that we haven't been posting on the regularly scheduled posting days this season. We've been struggling to get this content out to you guys because as you know, Carolyn has a new baby, as you know, I am pregnant. So we're just, um, a little off and it's okay. And we hope that you're with us still. And we are going to really work to keep bringing you these episodes and do our best to put them on Mondays. But if they come when they come, we just appreciate that y'all listen. And if you like it, you can leave a review. You can share it with a friend. You can send it on. And of course, we want to answer your questions. So please DM us on Instagram at Kicking the Panties. So for this week, this has been Carolyn Becca saying, There is something more and you are not out of time. Kicking the Panties. To make and secure that deal breaker list, girl. Say what? No? Still lives with his mom? Nope. Doesn't have a job? Nope. Been to prison for the last 10 years? Nope.